Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being here today at the Leadership Talks podcast. And Jacqueline Chikrala, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wilka. Uh, it's a pleasure being here with you and talk to you about tourism and everything real. So I'm very proud to be here. Congratulations for the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. So Rio continua lindo ainda. <laughs> Cidade maravilhosa, isn't it? So it's always beautiful. Even it's raining like today, it's always beautiful. Oh my gosh. So so this uh there is the Garota de Panema song. I wish you know I can add it to this later, but it's just the vibe, right? Rio and um, the hospitality of the people and he, every time somebody asks me like oh are you from Brazil like Rio I was like oh my gosh no I'm not from here Rio but you know I love going to Rio it's definitely uh, a stop that I have to do when I go home uh, to Cuiabá and um, yeah so I wanted to hear from you like how long have you been working in the hospitality industry in Rio and what you can share with us Sure. Um, so I'm a bachelor in hospitality and I have MBA in management. So I live in Rio and I already lived in USA also. So I lived in San Diego, California, but uh, now I live in Rio. Um, and uh, I think it, it's a great to it's great to have uh, the multicultural experience. So uh, I'm a professional sales of revenue and with 15 years of experience, uh, in hospitality and tourism field. Uh, I have worked with companies like Hilton and Belmont, like uh, very um, conocent um, in the world. So I think like seven years ago in 2015, uh, it was the major uh, opening I have done. So I was working in the Hilton company and um, I had the pleasure to lead the pre-opening and opening the first Hilton Managed property in Rio. So I was the reservation responsible and it was like a, a, a very different um, culture to, 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 to present. So um, two years later, I was invited to be part of the flag conversion team of another property in Rio. So this time it was like a family-owned Brazilian brand. So I had to make this conversion for full-service Hilton. Uh, two years ago in 20, yes, um, I started to work in a company that uh, was a startup with uh, the focus in revenue management. And I was responsible for at least 45, I think 45, uh, different properties for deployment of revenue management. So it opened my eyes like I love it and I need to do this by my own. Um, I had a special uh, situation, personally situation in uh, last year. Um, no problem talk here, but it was an advanced stage mal mal malignant breast cancer. So it was um, a difficult period for me and I was... I started to think what, what I'm afraid of if I'm here with the breast cancer. So let's go. And then in the end of last year also, uh, during this treatment, I was invited to be an ambassador of Rio. So which I'm very proud and it's an honor to promote Rio. 
where I was born and I live. Um, and then the beginning of this year, I, um, I, I, I think, well, let's go, JC Hospitality, which is JC Hotelaria, my initials, uh, became alive, um, which is how I can apply my revenue management. Uh, I'm focused in pricing, distribution, and strategy. Um, and I work with hotels and guest houses, not only Rio, but all over Brazil. So at this moment, I have properties not only Rio, but in Noronha also. So, and I am now open it to new leads. But it's very interesting, like, uh, if I see the, 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 the way I came, like, the seven years ago, and now where I am right now. So it's very interesting. Well, Jacqueline, I think um, life, right, brings us um, these lemons, and then what do we get? We make lemonade, right? So uh, yes. it's the same. But I'm so proud of you to be, you know, on this new journey and starting your own company and be the ambassador of Rio de Janeiro to the world. So I wanted to um, ask, you know, if you don't mind, what is the first thing that you say when people um think of Rio or what would you say to them why they should visit Rio uh first of all Rio uh it's a I I, I can say that it's the most beautiful place in the world not for only the places but for the people so I think I visited around of the world like more than 20 countries different countries and I I can say with uh pretty sure that the people in Rio is the more communicative and uh, smiling people I have ever met. So I don't know if it's like the, the, the postal card of Rio, like the smiling, like welcome, like warms. And maybe it's this, the difference of Rio for another great cities and big cities in the world. So um, I live in the in Rio capital, Rio, uh, state of Rio capital. Um, I know all about Rio, like Búzios, Arraial, the Serra, um, the south part of Rio, the northeast part of Rio. So anywhere you can go here in Rio, it's all the same, always the same smile, right? Even about the difficulties, even about everything that we know that economy. It's challenging. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 no matter what, the, the, everybody is, is smiling, not only Rio, but I think in Brazil. Like yes, the, for the, sure. Yeah, the, the, the character of the Brazilian is like smiling. So yes. I think it's it's the, the, the first thing that can uh, call your attention when you come to Rio. So I think every tourist that comes here thinks like, whoa, these people is very, uh, very happy. Even it's not. But I, I think that's the first uh, the first image that they can have here. So. Oh my God! Yeah, it's so funny. Like you said about Buzios in Arraial do Cabo, because last year when I was working from home and I had a chance to go, you know, spend some time in Brazil, and I traveled. I uh, went to Salvador, Fortaleza, and then I came back to. Uh, Rio to get my flight back so then some I had some hiccups you know but then I stayed in Buzios and when I saw Arraial do Cabo too I'm like oh my god 
I don't want to go to Rio Capital anymore. I want to come here all the time because literally it's the Caribbean of Brazil, right? Exactly. And the water is beautiful blue and, you know, it, it's like untouched nature. The beach is just fantastic. And, you know, I had uh, the opportunity to, to also dine, right? Like enjoy the food, like a barraquinha na beira da praia, like right at the stand next to the beach. And, you know, it's just the people are accommodating and the hospitality yes. is really, you know, it's phenomenal. But I know that, you know, COVID happened. Uh, what do you see between the numbers, you know, that the pandemic, uh, prior to the pandemic from 2019 um, to, you know, tourism and hospitality in Brazil, in Rio specifically to this day. If you could comment on that, it uh, would be great. Sure. Uh, we know that we have a controlled pandemic right now, so we are improving hotel performance. So um, for sure, uh, with the advance of the vaccination in Brazil and in the world, like the case of covid fuel and the strains becomes weaker so which reduces the number of the hospitalizations and deaths great um, but this drop combined with the loosening of preventive measures i think it's increased the confidence to travel and consequently the performance of the hotel intensified in the end of last year so if you have the numbers like comparative numbers for next year the market is very optimistic. So um, since practically sanitary restrictions are increasingly light and corporates and social events um, are becoming frequently, um, I think the, the, the next year we will have uh, great expectations. And this year, uh, the first months of this year uh, exceed the ex performance expectations already. So we have great numbers to compare about um, 19, right? So we have um, a great uh, a position for next year. We, we are very optimistic. That's excellent. Because I remember, again, when I was in Rio, I had, you know, an opportunity to chat with some of the hoteliers um, from the hotels that I, where I was staying. And I could not believe, like, this. I had to stay extra time because, you know, unfortunately... Um, I had COVID before my, like four days before my flight back home. So I had to extend and all of that. And the hotels were busy. And that was like early January this year. And people were already talking about, oh, no, carnival is not going to happen. Carnival is going to be postponed or blah, blah, blah. So how is the overview for carnival? You know, one of the biggest events in Rio for sure for next year. Yeah. Um, what we can say that is... Uh before pandemic, we have, uh, a, I can say, I accent uh, tourism. So we were going to almost the numbers of the World Cup numbers. So we have like tourism had uh, made like this. So we have the World Cup. So Rio, Brazil, like uh, in the media and tourism, and new rooms and new hotels and investments. So we have like this but olympics so after olympics it goes down so um we are we're trying to get up again and 19 was a great year to make 20 
the best year of the last years, but like 20, uh, like 14. But here came the pandemic. And if we can say right now, uh, comparing the numbers also, um, I think like yeah, the heavy part is not expecting the, the best heavy part yet, but we are like 10% below the numbers pre-pandemic. So uh, we have a great numbers for this year. So carnival this year in uh, 22, we had two carnivals. So I don't know if you heard about that, but we didn't, uh, we, we couldn't have the, the, the show in February, like the traditional show uh, at some bottom stuff it out. So uh, we couldn't, so we had the holiday, but not the carnival, something like this. And in April, we had a new moment that we could go to um, parties and could go some less restrictions than February. So we had two moments of carnival. And, wow, uh, and I miss both of them. <laughs> yes, I love this. So I hope every year it comes like this. Oh. And for the economic uh, trade, it was great because in April, we had numbers... Uh, much better than February. So it was a different carnival and with great numbers. Um, we had great uh, uh, numbers for uh, people coming to Brazil, which was like not common, not usual anymore since we had the pandemic, like two years without people coming and they started coming again. So we have- So you're talking about international travelers? Yes, we had- okay. Uh, some Americans, Argentina is always here, but they weren't here like last year. They weren't here in the end, at the beginning of this year. And in April, they come, they, they, they start coming again. So it was a great, um, uh, a, a great time to tourism, like uh, um, the key for a new tourism in, to, uh, in this year. So we have the tourism in the beginning of the year before the second carnival, and we have the tours uh, after the second carnival, which is launching. So um, I'm very happy to see this. And I hope next year we have two carnivals again uh, <laughs> and every year. So I don't know if it will, it will happen, but I, I think so it will. Um, and I, it, it's, it has everything to be the, the best numbers again. So. So I know that Carnival, it's a big hit for also, you know, the domestic travelers. Uh, but now comparing, right, Rio and Sao Paulo, because, you know, Sao Paulo, it's like New York, right? The, um, it's a big city. People go there to, you know, more of like a business, business travelers. Um, but also, this is like we're talking about Sao Paulo capital, right? Um, but what do you see the numbers between, you know, the tourism increase from Rio and Sao Paulo? If you could talk to us about that. Sure. Uh, first of all, we have a huge difference that Rio became uh, the first city that could be, uh, could establish it in, on leisure destination. But Sao Paulo incorporate this nation. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we have a different segments here. Uh, a mixed segment here. So uh, for uh, about Rio, um, Rio has established as leisure destination number one in, in Brazil. Uh, and I think city has welcomed many leisure tourists because of their uh, improvement on 
the the sanitary uh, conditions. So we have a lot of hotels, Conosa uh, hotels, and I think it's in the media. Rio is always in the media. São Paulo too, but Rio is always in the media. Sometimes for negative ways, but hopefully sometimes too for positive ways. And Rio is very beautiful to do so. Um, if we have, if you compare numbers, we can see that uh, we have one percent. I, I think it's one percent or something about this. Less one than one percent. Sorry, we have less than one percent uh, a forecast to new hotels in Rio. So we don't have like next year we we will have a great brand again. Next year, next year we will have new rooms. No, it stopped. But mm -hmm. we have a lot of rooms that came on World Cup and Olympics. So some of them closed because of the pandemic, but we have no forecast for new rooms. But Sao Paulo we have. So Sao Paulo we have um, this planning for new rooms, uh, not, not too much, but more than 5%, I think. That wow, that's amazing. Yes, for Sao Paulo. And if you can see, Sao Paulo, it's a corporate public that, that's coming up. So Sao Paulo shows a slight drop in the occupancy rate indicator compared to 19. I think it's like 2% of occupancy, but uh, the daily rate is very is very good. So you can, you can compare here that we have the, the, the almost the, the same day rates that two years ago, three years ago before pandemic. So wow, that's was amazing. A, a, something new for us because we were like last year trying to, to get up the daily rate, but it was not going through and now we have. So I think it's for next, next year, we have a great possibility to make numbers better than 19. I, I think so. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember also because um, when I started working um, at this uh, exchange programs company, I did visit Sao Paulo uh, for work. And it's amazing, like the city center, it's busy. And, you know, you can find so many different cuisines for restaurants. And even, you know, because coming from Cuiabá, like we didn't have any... Uh, diversity of you know different cuisines and then I came to Sao Paulo this was like you know probably 15 years ago before I came to the U.S. but it's like there was so diverse and I'm like oh my god you know Indian cuisine uh, Lebanese you know and Italian like the best so I think also Sao Paulo like the culture of the city is really uh, catered to you know the different cuisines and different um business travelers right corporate travel and that's where the deals are done right in in in, in brazil but also because it's so close by right sao paulo in rio like you see the airports oh my god it's yes. always busy the flights Actually, are always I, I, busy i have a curiosity about this number so i just wrote down to to, to tell you uh, about the pipeline for next year um mm -hmm. we have like five billion approximately uh, 5 billion investments that we will open until 26. So we are wow. talking about like four years from now. Um, so what I have here, like numbers, 
is that Sao Paulo is 64% of these investments. Wow. So it's more than half. And uh, if we can uh, separate uh, like uh, regions in Brazil, we have the Southeast, like Rio and Sao Paulo with more uh, than 70% of these investments. And then South region two uh, in the second place and Northeast with the, the third place. So, but you can see like uh, 5 billion, you know, it's a lot of money. So large cities are the target market for sure, like Rio and Sao Paulo, but we have like 33% of investments going to small cities, like cities that are are, are not so uh, uh, popular, so, uh -huh. so popular in the media, but we have. Uh, it's so the about, overall, it's increasing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and this distribu distribution of investment volume by segment, we have uh, not only the luxury, the scale segment, we have. Uh, the first place, the upper economic, the economic. Yeah, 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 economics. yeah. Actually, when I visited Cuiabá, my hometown, um, it was so funny. Uh, a couple of years ago, like maybe four years ago, was the first um, Holiday Express, and then you know I remember that I took my grandmother there, and I said, "Grandma, the hotel that I work in America is just like this one," because at the time I was with that brand in particular. And she's like, wow, this is really nice, you know? So it's like to have an American brand in my little town, Cuiabá, was a very positive eye-opening for me. And to be able to share that, you know, with colleagues when I return and, you know, and saying, guys, it's, we are everywhere, right? The American brands are there too. But, you know, coming back to um, studying hospitality, and I think Brazil, it's such a vast of um, nature and it's just so multicultural really literally like every time also people ask oh what is there to do in your town I'm like we're very close to the Amazon so there's billions of tourists going there to do research and that's actually how I started in the hospitality industry in my little town because I need they needed people that spoke English at the time and I was like 15 when I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, this is an opportunity. I can study hospitality, you know, and, and focus in, in hotels, but I need to get my English, you know, fluent, top of yeah, the line, you, so I can customize myself, you know, for that particular international market. Yeah, you're going to a great point that is the, the small cities, not like not small, but they're not common cities that we see in the media. So I have an example for, um, about these first semester records, we have positive numbers in São Luís do Maranhão. Wow. Know you heard about it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, uh, for example, in June, they had the highest hotel occupancy in the last 10 years. Wow, that's amazing. So this year. So it's very nice that we can see that the resumption of the tourism in Brazil is a reality that has been growing and breaking records. So yes. After pandemics, right? Yes, so that's amazing. Nice. So tell me, Jacqueline, how can people um, get more information, you know, if they want to come to Brazil or how they can contact you? Oh, uh, it would be a pleasure uh, to help somebody and assist with information. They have can contact me at my Instagram. 
So it's JC Hotelaria. Uh, or my LinkedIn, Jacqueline Chicrala also. But we have a lot of sites in the Ministerio of Geoturismo, the Ministry of Tourism, with a lot of information. Uh, we have Visit Rio, that is very, uh, uh, very complete about everything in Rio. So uh, I would suggest that people, a lot of information, if you put google.com, Rio de Janeiro, it comes like that. So, <laughs> But uh, they have to take care né, about the, the, the information that they can trust. Internet also, it's a challenge of uh, what is fake and what is fact, right? Exactly. So they, uh, they can look at Visit Rio, but I am also here to, to support if they need everything about Rio. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. This was amazing to get to know a little bit more about you. And thank you for being the ambassador of Rio to the world. I appreciate having you. It was an honor. Thank you, Wilka. Thank you for your time and for your invite. Uh, it was a, a very nice moment here. And congratulations for your work and success. I, I'm here. I will, I will continue looking at you here. <laughs> Obrigada, querida. Thank you Obrigada. so much for listening to the Leadership Talks podcast. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>